Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight In Texas Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to Tex-ish, the The show show about some things Texas. And some things not. That was pretty good. Yeah, for not planning. I it. think that's what I've said. It's what you said episodes. most times. Yeah. It feels right. I like that. I'll change that on the thing. I've been meaning to tell you that. We'll ask you because you control that stuff. Yeah. I just have ideas. I don't have any control. Anyway, this is collaborative. It is a rainy day, unseasonably rainy and humid here in Austin, Texas. It's Monday, July fifth for us. For us, but you are listening to this on August. Second, hopefully, would you like to know what happened today? I think first we got to do our non sponsors. Oh, yeah, not sponsors. You forgot about the non sponsors. I forgot about the non sponsors. Cheers. Cheers. Our first, you heard that clink non sponsor mm. is Balcones Distillery, the original Texas whiskey, the original Texas distillery. If you are ever in and around the Waco area, don't give Chip and Joanne, Joanna. Chip One of those Joanna. two, Chip and Joanna, all of the credit. Balconist was their first. They are the original Texas distillery, original Texas whiskey. Whip on around. Give them a visit. I am drinking their rye whiskey right now because I just found out that rye is whiskey, not bourbon. Right. So if you're drinking rye, don't call it bourbon. It's whiskey. Balconist distillery. The rye is delicious. I'm sure the rest of the stuff tastes pretty similar, just with some different notes. Balconist Distillery. When you want some whiskey or some bourbon, you have some options. Also, if you go to the website, make sure you're 21. If you're not 21, you can click yes anyway. It's one of the most BS ways to enter a website. I've ever seen every single alcohol website. It's just, are you 21? Whiskey and porn. (laughs) I wouldn't know that second one, but I will take your word for it. Balconist Distillery. Do you want some brown water that tastes a little spicy? Balconist Distillery. Balconist Distillery. Come for David Koresh sightings. Stay for the whiskey. I got to take a balcone and wait my nests. <laughs> We're also not sponsored today by Bucky's. Bucky's? The truck stop for people who have families. Bucky's. <laughs> what do you want? We got it. Bucky's. Want to go to a mall, but you're on a road trip? Don't worry. It's pretty much the same. I've always wanted to have a foreign exchange student. Maybe Mm -hmm. not have one, but meet one. And they get off the plane, and I would tell the family from the Lions Club or the Rotary Club, hey, don't worry, I will pick them up, and I'm just going to show them everything they need to know in one place. And I would just take them to Bucky's and release them and say, ever wonder what America is like? Here it is. Here it is. We have all the American foods. We have all... Bucky's really is kind of the crowning jewel of Texas one-stop shops. Exactly. Because you can get breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, and a shower. In the same same, place. In the same place. Well, it's also a great place to get those crosses that Southern women like Mm -hmm. to hang Hang everywhere. It's a great place to get a welcome mat. They've moved into the funny swimsuit game. Listen, do you need gas beef jerky, and a Traeger grill, go to Bucky's. Go to Bucky's. Also, I'll just say it, it works. Because it works. I have never gone out of my way to go to a Bucky's, mm-hmm. but I have 100% stopped at Bucky's when I have needed neither gas or food. And been and happy gotten, to walk away with both. And gotten both. Because I have taken people not from Texas to Bucky's. People who are not really all about what we're about. And even they absolutely love Bucky's. Can't stop talking about it. Bought the T-shirt, and it's from the moment they walk. It's in. It's from the moment they walk in. It just grabs you. I, yeah. Maybe it's the beaver. Maybe it's the beaver nuggets. But like something about that place, it's magical. It's like going into Narnia. And can I just say it's offensive when people say it's like Walmart because it's not. It's nothing like Walmart. It's like if Chick Fil A takes a poop on Walmart. Well, it's like if Chick Fil A had a one night stand with Walmart mm-hmm. and then they kept the baby. Yeah. But said, okay, you can be like your well, dad. It's like you said Chucky's, right? It's like 
You, I you said say? Bucky's. Bucky's. But no, but what what had a baby with Walmart? Chick fil A and Walmart. Sorry. But so Chick fil A. It's like if Chick fil A and Walmart had a baby that was adopted by an affluent gay couple, <laughs> and they raised him and put him in all the like best private schools, and they traveled the world, and they came back to share their knowledge with everybody. Exactly. That's what Bucky's is, and we have all benefited from it. I have a dream that one day Crocs is just going to host an expo mm-hmm. in a Bucky's. And the best part about it would be nobody would even notice. They would just say, man, there's a lot of Crocs on sale Crocs at Bucky's today. today. It's like, no, this is the Bucky's. This is the Crocs Expo. It's everybody. If you come to Texas, you have to go to Bucky's. If you just got to Texas, if you're a new implant, go to Bucky's. I promise there's one close. If it's far away, it's worth the drive. Bucky's. Bucky's. Walk in from Oklahoma, come out of Texan. <laughs> that was really good, actually. Thanks, man. Awesome. Well, speaking of Bucky's, I don't, did you see my computer no, before? I didn't. So I'm going to get to this day in Texas history okay. in a second. This is a brand new segment because. Yay, yay, yay. New segment. New, new segment, segment. New segment. Boop. So. New segment song. We have batched five episodes of Texas. Yes, we have. And we just released the second one today. Mm-hmm. And we knew this when we did it, but the only actual actionable feedback we've gotten that right. has been... And by the way, guys, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback. Good feedback. Thank you. And I am so happy to see that people are listening. Every person I've talked to who's listened to it has enjoyed it and gotten some laughs. And I just, I got to say, I'm over the moon that people are actually listening to it. Yeah, even Nana, our grandma, texted me and said, loved the podcast. The funniest part was with Pa. Right? Oh, what a breath man. that was because everyone said, everyone in our family said, was super worried. One, you guys are mean. You guys are mean to Pa. He didn't know he was being recorded. Well, I, it's a one party state, so he right. doesn't have so to he know he's. Yeah, being it was legal. I'm saying. But it was a huge relief when our grandma texted us individually oh gosh, and said, yeah. thought it was funny. So thank you guys for listening. Ooh. Those of you who have told us, you know, it's weird that you're doing this day in Texas history mm-hmm. because you're talking about a day that already time happened. Ago. Good point. So we are, I'm about to do this day in Texas history for August 2nd, the day that you are hearing this podcast. But today, July 5th, some current event news relevant to Texas, Bucky's is announcing that mm-hmm. they are opening their first store, out their of, first Bucky's, yeah. not out of state. Cool. They've opened a few out you of scared state. scared me. Yeah. But they're o- opening their biggest Location <gasps> in Crossville, Tennessee. Oh! So we got some controversy in our hands, Uh-oh. y'all, because we had the biggest Bucky's in Texas, right. where Bucky started, mm-hmm. where everything is legitimately bigger. Legitimately. And they have made a choice. We're not sliding Bucky's, we're just no, pointing out that we got beef with Tennessee now. I I'm love saying. that my knee jerk reaction reading the news article is not, man, what the heck, Bucky's? I'm like, Screw Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame Bucky's at all. I don't blame Bucky's at Not all. Even a I bit. blame Tennessee. I blame Tennessee Them, for their their country music. Their country and music their, and their boot cut jeans that are really tight just and their all, smoky mountains, you right? think? That and I've driven through Tennessee. I've seen the landscape. I've seen the highway. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know where they're going to put this Bucky's. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I can't wait to go to it because right. I, I do yeah. want to see the biggest Bucky's ever. I absolutely want to see the biggest Bucky's ever. Because every Who time doesn't? you walk in one, it takes five minutes it takes a minute. to walk from one end to the other. And that's without stopping. Yeah. I mean, if you happen to be a famous bicyclist, you might take your bicycle with you to bicycle across just so you wouldn't have to walk. And you would actually get a pretty good workout get in. Get a pretty good workout in. And I, I really think that Bucky's is on its way with this whole let's make them bigger approach mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to having a water park inside. One day we are going to get the Mall of America size Bucky's. One day we're going to get the, you've heard of Six Flags over Texas, mm-hmm. you've heard of Six Flags. This is Six Flags in Bucky's. In Bucky's. And it will be Six Flags mm-hmm. and it will be inside Bucky's. Mm-hmm. And I hate amusement parks, but yeah, I'm going to go. But for the time being, Texas does have some beef with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Because they are now going to house the currently largest Bucky's. I, you know, I've I've got skeptical hippo eyes on that one. I'm looking at that, going, you know what? That just seems like a challenge. I mean, it seems like it a, seems like a, it seems like they're throwing down the gauntlet. Well, like, there's hey. a part of me that thinks, okay, all this takes is one conversation, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're building the biggest Bucky's to date. 
in El Paso right. or in Abilene right. for crying out whatever. loud, just yeah, yeah. somewhere, somewhere in Texas, somewhere please, on a highway in Texas. Mind. It's and this is going to last a month, but yeah, max, max as of month. today, there's a select few amount of Texans who are right. very upset because everything's bigger here and Bucky's is building their biggest location in Crossville, Tennessee, which, which I've never even heard of. I'm sure it's a fine town filled with fine people, but yes. you know what? They can all shove it. They can shove the Bucky's where the sun, where the sun does not shine. And it, Crossville? Who's Crossville? I've know, heard of man. Memphis. I've heard of Nashville. I've heard of... But wouldn't you want to be on the Crossville cross-country team? Uh, that'd be kind of fun. CCC. Do you think, think Crisscross ran on the cross? Crisscross <laughs> ran, cross ran on the Crossville cross country team. team. Holy cow, that's really hard. Crisscross cross cross ran cross country on the. <laughs> Crisscross is Crossville cross country coaching. Coaching. <laughs> so, if you guys are keeping up to date, keep following along with us. We might turn this into a Instagram breaking news. thread. <laughs> breaking news: Bucky's building their biggest location right. in Tennessee, not Texas. We have beef with Speaking that. Speaking of Instagram, if you haven't already, please check out our Instagram page, Texas Pod. It's at Texas Pod. That for now, before we get everything set up, email wise, that's where we're going to be taking all of your comments, questions, concerns, land all your sightings. land sightings. Please message us on yeah. on the Instagram. On the Texas underscore pod. Right. All right. This day in Texas history, August 2nd. Cool. There is some historical things that happened. Okay. And we have been really lucky up to this point. We really have. Have had some things that we could spin off of and. Yeah. Nothing good really happened. Well, one maybe kind of good thing, interesting, right. interesting thing happened. So I'll say that for last. Well, history's not always good. So history's that's, not this always good. This is going to happen good. occasionally, and we will figure it We're out. We're still going to lean into it. We're still going to lean into it. So in. on August 2nd of this year was, I apologize, I lost the year on this one. August 2nd of 1966 is when they did the autopsy on Charles Whitman, otherwise mm. known as the UT Tower shooter. Yeah. So he committed all the crimes on August right. 1st, was shot and killed by two very brave police officers who were able to climb into the tower and mm-hmm. take care of him. And I'm assuming the only way they really could in that moment. But they performed the autopsy the next day on August 2nd, and that's when they found a pecan-sized tumor in Whitman's brain. And initially, the autopsy came out and said that had no effect on... On his mental happened. state, on what happened. How it, can a pecan-sized tumor in your brain not have some type of effect well, on your Well, not even state? recently, but pretty quickly. I'm looking here, and I believe it was by the 70s. A mm-hmm. whole team had like of done specialists a, had done a huge study sure. on it and came out and clearly stated that this pecan-sized tumor had a lot to do with his actions. Mm-hmm. That day, a lot of people forget that he didn't just shoot and kill 14 students at UT. Yeah. That morning, he had stabbed his mom to death mm-hmm. and his wife to death. A very tragic day. Very in Texas tragic yeah. day in Texas history, but it did. I went happen. to UT myself, and it's one of those things where it's a reminder that history is just what it is because you walk by the tower almost every day going to school. And for the most part, you can't help but think, wow, this is a beautiful campus. This is um, incredible historical architecture. And you look at the tower, which is lit up whenever we, you know, win games. And it's it's just one of those things that you can look out in most parts of, of Austin and you can see the tower. So whenever you're reminded that this is one of the things that happened, it's always, you know, it's kind of a sobering reminder that we're not that far away from tragedy. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is when you were at UT, mm-hmm. there was another, there uh, was a, there was a shooter. There was a shooter. He was not in the tower. He was not in the tower. He didn't kill anybody. Correct. No, I don't think I would have to go back. But that was a wild morning. Was, dude, that was I mean, nuts. Thankfully. Well, so I lived right across the street from that. Well, where, where that apartment building the was. The principal of the high school of Andrews high school mm-hmm. came and got me out of class. Really? And, and told me, I didn't, there's a shooter at UT. Sure. You should probably call your brother. And I called you that. Oh, wow. Immediately crying. Yeah. And you let me know that they had locked down the dorm. I forgot about that. You were yeah. in your dorm room. I was room, in my dorm room, yeah. And they had locked it down, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct, yeah. 
that a very, very another scary very moment, scary yeah. day. So that happened, and then in 1986, stick with us, <laughs> a Delta Airline flight that was full capacity crashed in DFW area. Mm-hmm. No one lived. So that also happened. That also happened. I'm going to just go ahead and skip to the next one because... I feel like we should be careful today. Now that I'm hearing I, about all, hearing this all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, maybe August, I was planning to do a little heavy heavy machinery operating later. And now I don't know if I will. I don't even know if I want to drive home now. <laughs> On August 2nd, 2000 yeah. is when the Republican Party nominated... George W. Bush from Midland, Texas. W. All right. All right. They not that is when they officially nominated, nominated George W. Bush okay. as the presidential candidate. candidate. He was the governor of Texas at the time and part owner be. of the abysmal Texas Rangers. Uh, and that is also the day that he chose elected Dick Cheney sure. as his VP, who we all know pulled most of pulled the strings. A lot of those strings. In most that of them operation. attached to George Bush. So that's an interesting day in Texas history, right? It is. No, that's a that's a pretty interesting day. Because despite anything that we think or our listeners think of politics of mm-hmm. Re- Republican Party. It is cool that it is, yeah. someone from Texas, who was the governor of Texas, was nominated to be the president. Went on to win. Surface level, went on to win, did some things, was president during right. some very rocky times. Some very rocky times, in, Amer- in American Got history. Got into some hot water once or twice. As everybody does in that position, yeah, you know, did his best to govern the people. Performance aside, it's mm. just interesting to it's read about. Dude, someone from Texas, born in Midland, Texas. Yeah, Midland, which is 45 minutes from our hometown. And was the president. On the surface, that's cool. But then you dig deeper into that yeah. and you think, okay, August 2nd, 2000 was a little over a year away from one of the most tragic, yes, but also pivotal moments in American history, mm-hmm. in presidential, presidential history, history, because yeah. the Patriot Act was yeah. about two weeks later, I think. Just Something so like many that. things. And that's still that's still an act, pretty yeah, much. Like it's so, not called that anymore. But so many things changed. Yeah. And so quickly. So quickly. And so many things went on behind the scenes. Yeah. In a time that we were first able to capture it in real time, you know, because Right. We hear about really shady things that administrations did mm-hmm. 100 years ago, 50 years ago, but yeah. we're hearing about it retrospectively. Bush's administration, I feel like, was the first time that we had the technology and probably the polarization I don't piece. Know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's hard to say because that was also, whenever you're like, growing up as a a kid, like five, six, seven, eight, you're not paying attention to politics. No. Right? Never. So whenever, you know, George Bush was elected, we would have been going into our teens. You you were. I was still six. Right. So that first administration is when I would have started hearing about it. Yeah. So maybe we're a little bit biased on, like, when we came conscious of it. But I I think you're right because Obama was a social media president. Yeah. For sure. And he was great at it. Amazing. He is great at it. But I think you're right that social media had just kind of started around somewhere in Bush's presidency. And journalists, air quotes, reporting on different aspects of different things things. were able to put their op pieces online. It, It was the process to get the idea or the controversy to paper had become digital. And I just feel like that was the first administration we ever experienced. We can uncover maybe the different nuances and controversies mm-hmm. and things going on within this whole thing that we call the presidency. Because we have the 24-7 news cycle, but yeah. now it's more than just the news cycle. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything you read, every even like if you're going to like look up your email or whatever, on the side you've got all sorts of social media feeds. You're constantly mm-hmm. being pinged from on your phone or whatever yeah. from anything that's happening in the world, depending on how you have your stuff set up, I guess. Exactly. But still, like you're going to – you are – it is impossible to insulate yourself from what's happening in the world. Yes. Which is good and bad. Yeah. So I, I just think that when I read no, that, I, I thought I'm with you. Yeah. there's different things to think about when you really read about that. And then also, I'm going to say it, 
My view of Dick Cheney is a hundred percent formed by the movie Vice with Christian yeah. Bale well, playing Dick Cheney. Yeah. Cause I'm too young to remember who Dick Cheney is, but right. I'm old enough to remember Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. And the movie's meh. Yeah, sure. His performance is, is amazing. amazing. It's See, great. My view of Dick Cheney is one hundred percent fueled by the the first time I like recognized what what he was and what was happening. The first time I remember hearing about Dick Cheney is when he blew that AIDS face off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they kept hunting. And they kept going. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a show I watch called Patriot. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an amazing show. One of my favorites. Maybe my favorite of all time. And there's a moment when they're on a hunting trip and the guy is a government informant and he's talking to his handler. And the handler says, you got to pull a Cheney. <laughs> I remember that part. Well, then they made fun of it in the movie The Campaign mm-hmm. with Will Ferrell yeah. and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. He shoots him in the leg with yep. the arrow and he goes up in the poles. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm just going to come out and say it. My, uh, not even opinion, just my just idea my of who Dick Cheney it, is. Yeah. Is that and then my idea of who George W. Bush is is Josh more Brolin. well, no, no, it's more formed by Dana Carvey's impression oh, of him. Oh, goodness, yeah, yeah, because it's so good. Oh, and I, I was you were old enough to sure. maybe remember George W., the person, the president, right? Being a, I was too young, I'm yeah. just on that cusp, so I actually remember Dana Carvey's impression of him more than I do. I do honestly, man, like I, I get that, but I'm I'm kind of with you in that all of the humor that George Bush's mannerisms spawned in so many ways is bigger than the man himself. It really is. I mean, just all I can hear is now watch this drive. <laughs> now watch this drive. We have evil doers. <laughs> or when the <laughs> I just remember this when he was. This was at the end of his presidency. Mm-hmm. I think Obama had already been elected. It was just right. that that little that little bit of transition of power. That transition of power. Yeah. He was over in the area that we call the Middle East, right? Doing a press conference, yeah. And someone started throwing shoes at him. That's right. Somebody threw a shoe. And, and when he was dodging <laughs> them, he was really quick. He was so fast. He was laughing. Right. He was. Ha 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 ha. Can you hear me? Come on. Come on. And so, so yes. I will say later in life, in his life, yeah. I have an appreciation for George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. I don't know about his. I don't know enough about his politics, quote unquote, to say politics aside. Sure, I. I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, I haven't I, read I, enough. I apologize to our listeners. We are not political people. Really. Yeah, we're uh, gonna get into that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, but we are not experts. We're not um, experts. Comments on the Instagram comments, page. Everything that we do wrong, we promise. Dude, if you, you think, hate like, George, episode ten, we do like a fact check episode. Yes, for sure. Okay. So if you hate George Dub, I'm sure you have good reasons. W. Let me know so I can help form mm-hmm. my own opinion. But his interview on Jimmy Kimmel like mm-hmm. two years ago, where he talks about his paintings, his paintings and his poetry, yeah. Yeah. and he shows his paintings. They're really good. They're I'm fun. Just, he's like he's pretty good at. He's it. just chilling, you painting know, pictures. The person he is seems really interesting. He, of all the presidents I'm aware of, has done retirement maybe the best. Maybe because he's just painting nudes of Barbara right at his ranch. Yeah, and he's hey, happy. Barbara, how you hey, feeling today? Hey Barbara, you want me to paint you like why one of them French you, girls? Why don't you drop them drawers? <laughs> oh my god. Let's paint the bushes. So George Dub on August 2nd, 2000 was nominated Nominated. as the Republican Party's presidential candidate. He served two terms. Dick Cheney pulled all the strings. Watch Vice. Read more. Send us your information. Send us all your love and your hate. We don't know anything. No, we don't. So swinging back another direction. Do you want to hear about our small town of the week? Does swinging back factor into it? Like maybe swinging. You can actually guess this one. Can you Uh, guess? Well, let me just say the occasionally based on how I look, people say I I look. uh, I remind them of of Tarzan. It is Tarzan. It's Tarzan? Tarzan, yes. Texas. And I'm going to clarify right now to our 90 listeners. <laughs> this is a real place. It's a real place. And I'm not using Wikipedia to give okay. you this information. Tarzan, Texas, located in Martin County, okay. West Texas. Pretty close to where we grew up. 
Very close. We yeah. drove through Tarzan all the time, going to Nana and Pa's house yeah. in San Angelo. We had to drive through this bustling metropolis mm-hmm. that is Tarzan, Texas. This one's interesting because so far, a lot of the smaller towns we've talked about were founded a long time ago, mm-hmm. ne- yeah, near the 19, founding 1800s, of Texas. 1900s, yeah. Tarzan wasn't founded until the 1920s. Really? That's why you never heard of Fort Tarzan, Texas. Okay. The town gets its unusual name from a submission to the Postal Service that was accepted. No. There's no telling how many names had been submitted and rejected, but the boys in the Postal Service thought it was a great fun to have a Tarzan, Texas. After all, they didn't have to live there. The year was 1927, and Tarzan's popularity in the comic strips was right up there with Crazy Cat. Of course, when people thought of Tarzan in 1926, they thought of Elmo Lincoln instead of Johnny Wissenmuller. Not that it makes much difference. (laughs) And the current biggest structure in Tarzan, Texas, is the Tarzan Gin. Ooh. So bigger than the vehicles, uh, bigger than the tractors, bigger than the fields. The Tarzan Gin. The turning point for Tarzan, the town, came in 1938 when a highway was built from Big Spring to Mm -hmm. Andrews, Texas, our hometown, known as Andrews Highway. And then this is really funny. So this is a blog that I'm reading of people who put together a list of the most interesting towns in Texas. And here's what they said. This is a direct. Here's how we got this information. Cool. We were calling the Valentine Post Office not that long ago, and for some reason we got the postmaster of Tarzan. He didn't seem seem too surprised that we got him by mistake. He said that since Tarzan and Valentine are close to one another in the directory, this sometimes happens. While he knew the exact mileage to Valentine and had actually been there, he was short on answers for other questions we had. While we had told him, while we had him on, had him on the line, we asked the population of Tarzan. We were told that we could count them on one hand. When then, We then told him our map said 80, and he said, yeah, that sounds about right. So if you see a man in the vicinity of Big Spring, Odessa, with 80 fingers on one hand, that would be the Tarzan Postmaster. So I just thought that was a fun little, uh, little tidbit right there. And yeah, so Tarzan, Texas, located in West Texas, on the way to Big Spring or on the way to Andrews, depending on which way you're going, near Valentine, Texas. It does have a little cafe in the gas station that I've always wanted to stop at because I'm sure their chicken tenders are delicious. But yes, that is Tarzan, Texas. That is a little bit of history behind it. And that is our small town of the week. Tarzan, Texas, everybody. It's I love a good place. All right, so we talked about Tarzan. talked about Tarzan. We talked about George W. Bush a lot, who is not our Texas Badass of the Week. He is not our Texas Badass of the Week. Even though we did talk about him. Our Texas Badass of the Week, this is more of a current, this is kind of a current event. This is super a current event. Yeah, this is really, this is happening right now. There's like more information coming out that I I haven't even looked at yet. Sha'Carri Richardson. What a badass. What a badass. Sha'Carri Richardson was born in Dallas, Texas on March 25th, 2000. Holy crap. So I feel old. I feel old too. (laughs) I knew she was 21. It just makes it worse. Right. When you say. When you say it out loud. 2000. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember celebrating the millennium with our friend Allison Moore uh, and Brighton Wallace. Yeah. And like I remember it, so I obviously wasn't just. Like I don't. A so tiny you're child. older, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm aware of that. Uh, she went to David W. Carter High School, which again, otherwise known as Carter High. Carter High. If you watch you, Friday Night Lights, hey man, that's what you it know is. Carter. You know Carter. She then went on to go to LSU and run track. Yeah, where she dominates. Well, she dominated every step of the way. Every step of the way. I, you might have to fact check me on this, yeah, yeah. but from what I've read about, she was the four A state champ as a freshman. Mm-hmm. She ran a ten point seven five second one hundred meter dash, which broke the record of the NCAA. <sighs> yeah, she's so freaking fast at nineteen. She's Which so means she hasn't fast. even approached her prime. She is not. She's not. Peak. She's, not even, she's not even close to peak. This yet. is not a critique Shakari session at all. It's no, actually pretty all. much the opposite. But 100%. I'm just going to point out her start is not the fastest. 
Well, and that's that's mind blowing, right? And she's still the fastest because it means that as she gets better and as she improves, she's just going to get faster. We're witnessing her shatter records and be the fastest woman mm-hmm. ever in America. Yeah, and she's fourth off the blocks. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. That actually points to her badassery. Oh, absolutely. And it just adds to it. Now, she was raised by her grandma. Yes. And the one of the reasons that we're talking about her today is that very recently, she qualified for the Olympics. Well. In the 100 meters. She did more than just qualify. Oh, she shattered the competition. She, she absolutely, she came out of that event as the front runner for gold. That's what happened. And she kind of reminds me of like these um, larger than life figures like Conor McGregor, like uh, Dennis Rodman. She's just so recognizable. She, uh, you know, she has the, the crazy hair and the long nails and is just really entertaining. She's a queen. She runs, she wins the race, runs out and hugs her grandma. Yeah. I love this person. Like I, I am just so raptured by like what she yeah. does like well, just and completely engrossed in her story and her personality and her ability and, her and ability. what's been so cool is i'm sure if you're from dallas yeah. or you went to lsu up to a month ago mm-hmm. you were part of that group that already knew who she was right yes. mm-hmm. or if you follow track and field if you're really into that world for the past four years, she it's has been dominated. Yeah. So you, you knew who she was. Already, yeah. But the trials is where she was introduced to the world. Exactly. Or at least to the or country at, to at the, large. Like, general populace. And yeah. she owned it. Absolutely. She has it. the nails. She has the hair. She was herself. Yeah. Despite what was going on in her life, which mm-hmm. we're going to get to we're in a second. To, for sure. And... That's what I love about this newer wave of athletes in general, but especially yeah. watching her because I, I'm a runner. I love the Olympic trials. I love the Olympics, especially track and field, sprinting, yeah. mid-distance, mid whatever it is. So I was watching the trials in real time when she was absolutely wiping the floor with mm-hmm. every person that was lining up next to her. And she was so fun to watch. So fun to watch. Watching right? her finish the race, point at the clock. And it's that fun that you don't have a gut feeling of this person's cocky. I hope they lose. She's so fun to watch that everyone in the country is praising her, is pulling for her, is uplifting her, is hoping that we get to see more of this in Tokyo in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's insane to watch the whole country rally behind a single person, a single person. And that's why we love the Olympics, right? Yeah. Or at least one of the reasons. One of the reasons. And, and to know, as Texans, mm-hmm. this is a Carter High graduate. Yeah. Freaking badass. I can't wait for her to win at the Olympics, not just for America, but there's that Texan thing. There's that Texan thing. She's there's that bringing extra it, bit of pride. When she brings that gold medal home, it'll be in Dallas, Texas. Right, exactly. Where she's from. And she's a badass. And I can't wait to see the hair and the nails. I know, right? And the confidence. It's not even attitude. It is no, it's, confidence. It is supreme confidence in your ability. And so let's get to kind of the reason that she's our badass of the week we we have established she's established that she's a badass we're gonna talk about her eventually but here's kind of one of the interesting things she's a badass to me today because of how she's handling everything that's going on a couple days before she ran the trials uh in portland for the 100 meter dash to qualify a reporter on during their interview an interview she thought was going to be just a standard interview broke the news that her biological mother had passed away. So here's an athlete who is going into one of the most important competitions of her life. Well, I mean, for her, probably what feels like the most, one of the most important moments. I'm 26 and I'm just now understanding that time goes on. Mm -hmm. When you're 21, you think all you have is the present. present. Mm -hmm. And it's a great time in life. Absolutely. So I'm sure that for her and, and there's something to be said about the mental state that you have to exist in as an athlete. 
it's the reason we watch the you know t- the Michael Jordan documentary. It's the reason we watch Tiger Woods documentary. It's the reason that we are are just so blown away by these high level performers. It's it's not just that they are performing at optimum human physicality. It's that their mental state is so far beyond so many things that we can comprehend. But as we're seeing with like Naomi Osaka, that mental state can be compromised. Yeah. And and as we're talking more about mental health and those types of things, these conversations get brought to where we are now, where somebody is telling somebody in an interview that, hey, your biological mom passed. How do you feel about that? And I, I cannot imagine what she must have been going through. So she coped. And she, you know, ingested some marijuana, which in Portland is legal. She, is, broke, she broke no state laws. She broke zero state laws. But she did know that it was against Olympic laws. And she has said that. And she has said that. I want to get to that. I want to back up really quick. How messed up is it that a reporter Mm -hmm. who probably has some BS journalist degree from a D3 college gets to sit across from an Olympic athlete and claim the right to break the news to her that her biological mom has died. Right. There's a there's a level of classlessness that I feel like is worth just at least pointing out in that scenario. I I am very I am very disappointed with that person because that's not your place. It's not. And at at best you thought she knew and you wanted to have a deep conversation with somebody. That's at best. And even then it's a little bit obscene. Especially because in that scenario, a thousand times, no one does that. No one does that. No one does Nobody that. does that. And I think it's worth just pointing out at 21, we witnessed mm-hmm. the thing that happens with all professional athletes, yeah. especially elite level especially athletes, elite level. they are treated as less than human Absolutely. by journalists specifically. Specifically by journalists, they are looked at as a story, not a person. Yeah, they're, she's not human in that scenario. She's clicks. And in the interview in USA Today uh, or this morning or whichever show, she says, I don't blame him. He was doing his job, which the level of class that she has been handling all the controversy with is it makes me proud to be a Texan. And yeah. it, even more than that, it just makes me look up to her so much more because she could have railed against the rules and she could have done so many things to say you're out to get me or any. She could have played the victim really easily, really easily and justifiably. But instead, she has taken radical responsibility for her actions. For her age. For her age, especially. She's accepted a 30-day suspension, which is the minimum that they're allowed to do. Uh, They can suspend you for up to three years. But she's accepted a 30-day minimum suspension. She will not be running in the Olympic 100-meter dash. She might, depending on how the committee rules be eligible to run in the four by uh, four by 100 four by 100. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep track. So that. we'll keep track of that. Like I, based on today's information, I don't know what they have ruled, so I can't comment on that. Yeah. But the you know f- that they also took away her record, right? They took away her record. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which, and again, she's handling all this with such grace. I'm playing with my phone, which is rude, but it's because I want to look at um, her tweets because she has been, you know, relatively uh, communicative, based on everything that's happening, saying things like, I'm sorry I can't be y'all's Olympic... I love the use of y'all. I'm sorry I can't be (laughs) y'all Olympic champ this year, but I promise I'll be world champ next year. Taking it in stride, completely you know, acknowledging that she broke the rule, accepting responsibility for it, and moving on to the next thing. Yep. You know, uh, she's thanking for a community for support um, and saying, you know... I'm human. She's doing so much more than saying whoops. Right. And she's doing way more than saying, well, this is the reporter's fault. This is the IOC's fault. Mm -hmm. Again, many things that she could point to. to. Honestly, there'd be no room for judging it because there's a lot of BS involved in this. Absolutely. I love the confidence and the generosity and the kindness and the maturity as a 21-year-old person, the, the, you've worked so hard and you were delayed a year. Your whole life. Your whole life to get to this moment. Because mm-hmm. 
she is one of those people that will probably, if we're lucky, get to see on two more Olympic teams. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but there's a reality that you never get to be an Olympian for the first time ever again. Ever again. And if you're as fast as she is her whole life, that's on the dream list. Winning mm-hmm. world champion, for sure. For sure. Breaking records, for, for sure. sure. But wearing USA across your chest as the hands-down favorite. Yeah. You have worked 21 years to get there. She could go so many directions, and she has chosen yeah. to just say, I, I did it. Here's why. It's not an excuse, but here's why I did it. The rule's the rule. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it in the teeth, and I'll see you at Worlds And I'll see year. you at Worlds. And quite frankly... Completely, and she's not mentioned that she might be able to do the, the relay no. at all. The level of maturity that she's showing and the, and the level of grace she's handling... And mental fortitude. And mental fortitude... <laughs> is so far beyond anything I've seen from a lot of athletes yeah. and a lot of a lot of people just in general. It makes me so happy and I just I hope and I pray that all of uh, all of the Texas listeners but especially <laughs> all the Texans can get behind her and support her and feel good about, you know, this person that we've helped, you know, form. Form and I mean her time off the blocks aside because yeah. I'm sure that in two years, she will be first off the blocks mm-hmm. because she's a badass yeah. and she's not at her peak yet, as we right. pointed out. And a coworker actually made this point mm-hmm. uh, the other day because I was re- I was going down the rabbit hole and I hardly ever do this, but I was getting flustered and mad. I do reading legitimately about Friday. I was pissed just mad i was so angry and i I can't even really explain why yeah reading about the journalist reading about the rule reading about the inevitable suspension and she made such a good point by saying i just can't wait to see how much better she is Mm. in four years right not just because of the physical work and the opportunity to actually peak Mm -hmm. but also just the mental fortitude that this time in her life is already creating because she's already a diamond. So the, this she's already a queen, dude. This pre, this like pressure time right now is going to create such a strong person. Like already she's bulletproof, but this yeah. is going to create a type of mental focus I don't think we've seen for a long time. So I would just tell all the other 100 meter, 200 meter sprinters at the Olympics this year, yeah. enjoy it, enjoy it because because you are going to lose. You're losing next time for the next seven years. Mm-hmm. Worlds, Olympics, Worlds, yeah, you're Olympics. never going to win. Like it's, you will not win. You are up a creek. And that the other reason that I was just upset on yeah. Friday is what's so fun about the Olympics specifically, mm-hmm. and I'll say it, especially the summer ones. Yeah, is that is a two week time frame where we get to witness absolute perfection. Yeah, on our couch. Yeah. I get to benefit from it's not just an entertainment thing or a country thing. It's we get to witness human optimization perfection for those two weeks. And this stupid rule is going to rob it's us of that. And more importantly, her of that. Yeah. Through, throughout all this. And I maybe we should open up the discussion a little bit and just be like. Marijuana should be legal for athletes to use, period. The end. Also, and we've already seen a few jokes about it, if you can dominate oh, the 100-meter yeah. dash high, yeah, you deserve a gold medal. Listen, man, I lived in California for seven years. I don't think I could run in a straight line high, much and less win. Just oh, yeah, absolutely I win any shoulders race. back, point at the clock, with yeah. the hair, with the nails. While you're probably stoned at least a little bit high. Yeah. You sh- you should get an award, right? Also, that says more about how one how fast she is and yes. how further ahead she is from mm-hmm. the rest of the competition. Exactly, and there's been so many amazing you know tweets and jokes about that. Twitter just was exploding. Twitter with- was awesome. I-, I will say this, and this is um, it gives me a little hope is that Nike has stood by her. That has been really it's been really good. Sweet. It's been cool to see because I remember whenever Michael Phelps uh, tested positive for THC. Well, he also had a picture. He also yeah taking a bong hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's completely different. Yes. by the way, I recognize that 
the optics are completely different. Mm-hmm. All the sponsors dropped him. Well, I mean, again, optics are different. Reality is different. Reality is different. Tiger yeah. Woods. Tiger immediately, Woods, immediately, you're done. You're done. You're out. Yeah, and so now that we have a situation where somebody has made a mistake, owned up to it, taken responsibility, we see what happens whenever you take responsibility in that way, and we see what happens when the world has advanced a little bit. Just a little bit. July 4th was yesterday, and America is easily my favorite country on the planet. I like it here. (laughs) (laughs) I like where I live. Um, And one of the things that I feel like America represents on a bigger level is the acknowledgement that things can get better. And the impetus is on us as humans and as society to push it forward. And this particular situation, I feel like, and I could be wrong, I'm open to that criticism, but I feel like it shows that the last couple years has not been in vain. Because we've got a corporate sponsor, a, cor- a corporate sponsor who one of the biggest corporations, the biggest in, corporations the world, in the world, who has historically dropped athletes for less, standing by one of their athletes in this situation. So I feel like maybe, hopefully, that means or is at least an indicator of change is still happening, and that makes me feel good as as an American. You know, with yesterday, being yeah. July 4th. Well, I also think it points out that okay. The people that maybe have power to pull some strings or to mm-hmm. to use a platform to influence thousands, if not millions, of people. Right. It is nuanced. It isn't. It is new. Yeah. It it's is not, not as simple white. as oh, you messed up, you are canceled, or right. you messed up, you are dropped. Right. It's not that simple. We will see her sprint again oh, yeah. for years, and we might even be able to see her in the Olympics. I mean, I hope so. Uh, again, I'll I'll keep you know looking at the updates, but at the, the moment, like. We might be able to see her run, but you're right. It it when I saw that Nike stood by her. Mm-hmm. I mean, my opinion of Nike in general has been changing a lot. The more yeah. I read about them, the more yeah. I read about their actual business practices. Because right. again, it's nuanced. It's nuanced. They do treat their laborers well. They do when it's nuanced and when there's more than just this person slept with 18 women and crashed his car drunk. Mm-hmm. They stand by their person. They, they stand by their person. They still have cap on the payroll. They're one of the first to do that type of advertisement. I remember in the Tiger documentary talking about his debut. His debut commercial with Nike was based on that. Yes. Right? Them, cre- them making a social stance. Saying, I'm not, I was not allowed to play in a lot of these country clubs. Yep. Th- so... I'm with you. My opinion on Nike is shifting slightly. Slightly. Um, I don't know if we're a Nike podcast yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in but this situation, to move it to move it past some of that stuff, like, why isn't we legal in Texas? Can we get there? Can okay. we get there? Well, yeah. I'm first just gonna, off, listen. Great segue, Seth. I'm just going to push us right there. Like, what is? Ha- we have so much land. We have so much agriculture. So much resources. So many resources. We love money, right? The whole thing, the whole, the whole thing. follow the money. It's always been it's always about, about where's the, the oil, where's, where's the cotton, right? where's the money, where's the where is the gold? Where is it? It's in marijuana. It's it's there. It's right there. D- look at Denver. Uh, look at Colorado. They have so much money. They're literally and giving everyone's away lazy. to other people. Everyone is lazy. Sure, not everyone. That's really unfair to That's say. That's unfair. But a decent amount of the population in the places where it is legal do not have the work ethic, the savvy, the generosity mm-hmm. and the blue collar callous handsness of Texans. Right. Give us the chance to farm this land for oh, marijuana dude. through the roof, baby. And also some of my pot stocks would go up a little bit, right. which so would selfishly, be nice. I'd really selfishly. appreciate that. Listen, I, can you imagine if Wingate became a weed farm? <laughs> that actually that would be really cool. really, really fun. fun. Uh, I just looking back, and I we're not even really like super. You know, weed is great. Everybody no, should do no it. No one That's has ever really, accused either of us of being stoners. No, absolutely if That's not. what you're getting. At. That's not even my my you know drug of choice as it is. Uh, That's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> but look. Just do a little bit of research. See why weed was. You know, why pot, why marijuana was made illegal in the first place, had nothing to do with its effects, had everything to do with tobacco, tobacco and some guy being really mad that other competitors could could print newspaper on hemp for cheaper than he could on. Paper. And that's a real story. That's a real that thing. That is a backed up piece of a, history. That is a William Randolph Hearst was a master of propaganda. 
and he made everybody from, you know, whenever he started printing those ads to now think that weed was bad. Yeah, and so passion aside, because as someone who literally does not smoke weed Mm -hmm. and just edibles, I still support it. Absolutely. And and it's interesting coming from our background because Mm -hmm. we were told by our upbringing, our community, all of it, everything around us said weed is bad. We were still evil. Evil. We were were still brought up in the time, not just our community, but but even America at large. South, the South especially, but America at large. Weed is bad. Mm -hmm. It's evil. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's illegal. It'll make you lazy. It'll do all these things, but we've been fortunate to be brought into adulthood in this wave of really just thinking and looking at the benefits of it mm-hmm. medically, psychologically, mentally, right. and just the lack of harm that it causes. Well, in this, in this case, and part of why we're talking about it this way now is if weed makes you lazy, how are you going to break records on it? Like You must be really lazy. You must be really lazy if, if that's what if you that's, could, yeah. And look, we get it. Yes, there are some people who sure. abuse it. Yeah, and but man, result- I'm going to tell you, give me a pothead over an alcoholic any day. Give me a pothead driving over an alcoholic well, here's the thing. any a day. A pothead's not going to be driving. Well, there you go. It's you safer. Know, it's it's uh, statistic. And the guys, it's just statistics. Statistically, it's safer. So I I do have hope, not just for Texas, but yeah. even just this rule because this rule. it has exposed specifically all this that we're talking about is in context of the Olympic Committee needs to remove this rule about marijuana use specifically as a performance enhancer. As a performance enhancer, and not just because. Yes, I get it. Maybe in some ways it is, but sure, I, maybe. But so is protein powder. So is creatine. So is a lot of so, things that are legal. Uh, so like, where you? Yeah, like. And if we're gonna one, if we're gonna talk entertainment value, sure. Let them smoke weed because they're please. gonna recover better. They're mm-hmm. gonna feel better. Feel better. The product, so to speak. Athletes mm-hmm. are human. For sure. I'm Plus, just, just thinking of all the amazing endorsements we're going to get. Exactly. Right. And the commercials are going to be so the good. The commercials are going to be so fun. Ads are going to be great. So from that standpoint, I don't understand it from a business standpoint uh, yeah. because you are robbing the athletes of putting the best product mm-hmm. on the field, on the track, on the ice, on the whatever it is. Yeah. You're losing money. You are absolutely But also, money. it is interesting to really realize I don't have any worry that this rule isn't going to change because the people who are playing their flag, no offense. If anyone over the age of about 70 is listening to this right now, they're going to die. Yeah. They are going to die. Yeah. And the people who are just a little more logical about this whole topic are going to say, Oh yeah, that rule should change. Yeah. That rule's not, that's a dumb rule. That's not relevant. Really. really. Yeah. A lot of people do that now. It's pretty controlled. Right. It's legal in a lot of states. It's it's regulated. Yeah. It's it's actually crazy. We, we legalized it across the whole country and human trafficking went down. Yeah. Illegal immigration went down. Violence went down. It was really weird. Just in the all states of a sudden, that it's legalized, their tax revenues went up. Yeah, so the government benefited from right. it. And Roads are better. A lot of really good things yeah. happened <laughs> overall. So maybe this might not be the strongest case for legalizing weed in Texas and in America at large, but mm-hmm. it is one. It's one. It's it's a good little push there. Um, Especially, you know, I, I'm just gonna say it. We come from a place with a lot of cotton fields. Uh, yeah. Put hemp there. Why not? 50-50. Make some of it for recreational use. Turn Plus, some of it into crop clothing. rotation. Cotton is notoriously bad for the soil, so why not rotate in hemp? I mean, exactly. it's, it's completely... It just makes sense. Yeah. Ugh. So it. I think that's what frustrated me most, especially as my views on weed sure. have definitely and grown. Admittedly, like and we are of that generation that's like, it's dumb that it's not legal. So obviously it's going to make us. But I would also challenge, I would challenge anyone yeah, besides our parents, because I don't want to challenge our parents. I'm sure we'll anyone hear about this. Over, yes, we will. Anyone over the age of about 45 or 50 sure. to make a logical, strong case against yeah, Mar- against using marijuana for performance, against legalizing yeah. it, because the only one I'm aware I challenge of, you to, yeah, send it to us. But Please. the only one I'm aware of at this point is it's evil, 
Right, is that you don't like it. That's the only one that really... Yeah, and with that logic, you shouldn't like alcohol either. Right. Because it kills a lot of people. It kills a lot of people. And it ruins a lot of lives. Oh, yeah. D- 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 right? Absolutely. I, that's just where I'm sitting. That's where I'm sitting. Yeah. I just don't... And a lot of the people who are against it are uh, these, like, free will people, individual responsibility people who think that you should be allowed to say whatever you want and make your own choices. One of those choices should be... Whether, whether or not, not you want to use marijuana. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. If when we get to the cocaine sure. level of drugs. Right. Yeah. That makes sense to me. That makes because sense. Because even yeah. just from a self-protection standpoint, yeah. a lot of people, again, ruin their lives. Right. With certain substances. With certain substances. Marijuana is not one of them. Marijuana is just not one it of them. It just isn't. And you can't lie to me and tell me that that is the case. Right. Because. Look, I get it. Like anecdotally, there's definitely some people who probably shouldn't use it. And look, we all love the stoner. The the yeah. character, the caricature, character, yeah, of the stoner is funny and fun. And I Sean think Penn in Fast Times at Ridgemont High is one of the and most yet, iconic. And yet, we all characters. laugh at that person, and we right. think, yes, of course, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. But it's entirely possible to consistently ingest weed mm-hmm. and not be that person. Absolutely. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. It's just been proven that you can do it and wipe the floor in the 100-meter dash. I, so. love, I love irony, and one of my favorite ironies in all this is that all the people who are enraged about marijuana use just really need to, to that's take the a, whole bit That's the whole bit with Joe Rogan, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the people who are sternly against it probably, probably should try should it. should try it. Just, just for a second. Just to chill out for a minute. And there's that other side of the spectrum, right? You hear the stories of... Elderly people being prescribed marijuana. Yeah. It's their favorite thing. They love yeah, it. They, they love feel it. great. They feel amazing. For Suddenly the first their joints time. don't hurt. Yeah. For they, the fir- they're sleeping well. They're remembering things better. Food uh, tastes better. Right? They are more conversational. They're more creative. Their brain is just mm-hmm. operating on a higher level. Oh, yeah. So, IOC, if you're listening to this, I think it's the IOC or I the IOC. Yes, IOC. If you're um, listening to this, change the rule, please. Especially because it is normal. Just yeah, it has been normalized. All of the <laughs> athletes that you are going to make money off of, for and the it's next... all, we're already halfway there because the IOC allows it outside of competition periods. Well, and the other weird thing with Sh- Shakari in particular is she didn't do anything illegal. Right. She only did something that was against, against the, the rules. sports rules. That's weird to me. It's so weird. And again, I, I know that we're getting a little far afield from Shakiri the badass. Part of it is she's only 21. Her story is still being written. And what I love about her is that she, I think, can spark this conversation for a lot of people who wouldn't have it. I think she has the power, the ability, the force of personality to make people think about what this actually means. Yeah. And hopefully catalyze change in a positive way for a lot of other athletes. And we're already in a position where a lot of good things are happening for athletes anyway, with the legalization of being able to capitalize on your name and likeness for the NCAA. Like that's a huge step forward in my personal opinion. And I think people like Shakari are going to help carry us forward even more in competition sports so that we have an environment where the athlete is protected, happier, healthier and not taken advantage of as much and just feels better and feels better because look ultimately for us the viewer we want the best experience that we can possibly get and we're going to get a really crappy experience if everybody's miserable and run into the ground and run into the ground and, and in mentally her case, yeah mentally broken up broke. just anxious out of their mind is she going to run better if her head is in a better place than if she's still emotionally broken up probably yeah, most I people. Mean, most people. <laughs> she set a record, so sounds like it worked. Sounds like it worked, and that's um, not performance enhancing. That's just taking care of the athlete. Taking care. Of, that's the same as taking an ice bath or doing a sauna. It's just something that helps you recover. And I think we have to start looking at recovery as a mental thing as much as a physical thing. I agree, and that's my you know, Seth for president. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Dick Cheney can be your VP. There you go. Hey man. I don't need my face. Well, Shakari, she's our badass. Shakari Richardson, you are our badass of the week. Texas, legalize weed. Please IOC. legalize weed. Just get, get, your get rid together. of the rule. And just, I, I honestly think that they're going to let her run in the 4x100. They if have they, to. I hope so. I really hope so. Because, again, I'm just, I think I'm always going to lean toward follow the money. Follow the money. More viewers are going to mm-hmm. watch if she's at least in one event. 
Right. If she's not there, you lose money. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's messed up? Yeah, yeah. it's really messed up because she's super, a human being with yeah. a lot of feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and thoughts. Handling everything so much better than anybody else than would. anybody on the IOC board is going to handle oh, 100%. it. Oh, one hundred percent. But I'll, just at the end of the day, they've got to be having conversations of, well, we're not going to let her do this, but if we don't let her do anything, these millions of people that are mad about it are going to not, not going to watch. watch the Olympics. So NBC's on their case mm-hmm. saying, hey. We had a deal. And I don't want to just talk bad about the IOC. I, I think they deserve a little bit of credit for taking their time with this because they gave her the minimum that they're required to by their own bylaws. So hopefully they have some type of intervention where they can now like change the law in their own rules immediately and get to carry as much you know, reparation as possible. Yes, for sure. I'm going to let you go ahead and... Be cool with them. I feel about the IOC personally. Sure. Pedally. I feel about the IOC the way I do about journalists. I do think there's a level of intellectual dumbness, as weird as that phrase sounds. Intellectual dishonesty. Intellectual dishonesty of you get to decide the rules and the narrative Mm -hmm. and the... I agree with that. You get to decide the way that the people who do the thing that you can't do, do the thing. And that's just really dumb to me, just in general. Mm I agree because you weren't there. You're not there, and you've never been there. You've never been there you're, for the most part. Some, of, the, some of these people have. But some like, have, but not not most. One of, one of my favorite movies from a couple years ago was Eddie the Eagle. And that was a good. That, that was, was a good such movie. a good movie, and the IOC played a big part in trying to keep him out of competition in certain in certain points. Yeah. And he eventually got in, and, and again, they they paint a very bad picture. Same thing with like, there's some great Olympic movies, really uh, cool runnings, right? Yeah. There's a whole thing with the IOC and and the specifically that committee on the bobsled being like you can't you can't because, because we don't want you to. we don't want you to and and there's only two guys I'm with, I'm with you there it's like yeah. it's like dude let her run let her let run them slide like what what in your brain is happening that you can't let somebody do something they're amazing at well and just why do you get to decide if you put right. let's just use bobsledding sure. well let's use both. If you put on the shoes and the suit and mm-hmm. stand in a bobsled, sure. you cannot do what those guys do. No. If you start in the blocks next to Shakiri, you are screwed. Yeah. You cannot do what 100%. she does. Mm-hmm. So why do you get to have final say it's so, in the way that she does it? It doesn't make sense. It's so asinine. If 90% of them were former Olympic athletes, my opinion would be different. Right. But 90% of them aren't. It's they're like, not. They're it's lawyers. It's like 10%. Yeah. They, or, you know. They're people in power who get to make decisions. And, and you know what they say about power? Makes people corrupt. Power corrupts and absolute power absolutely corrupts. That's true. Speaking of corrupt people and <laughs> really messed up boards. Yeah. You see him this week? I didn't. Did you? I did see him. Oh, yeah? Where'd you see him? Well... I was again on the lake, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, Fourth of July, with a couple of friends. And honestly, the last place I thought I would see him, especially since I've seen him on the lake before. But we were wakeboarding. It's close to the evening, and I'm wakeboarding, and I see this bald, shiny bald head, and faint yellow jersey mm-hmm. coming up behind me in a speedo. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no freaking way. Not again. And I look behind me, and Lance Armstrong is slalom skiing behind his own bicycle on Lake LBJ. Wow. In a Speedo that says Live Wrong on it. Live Wrong. Same font, same Same. colors, but just Live Wrong right across the crotch. I like that. And he skis up to me, sprays me, and says, Tour de Lance, huh? And I said, forever and always. Then he sprayed me again and just skied off into the sunset. Slalomed all the way into the sunset. (laughs) Lance motherfudging Armstrong. (laughs) We found out that our mother listens to this, so we're taking the cursing down a notch. It was already pretty low. It was already pretty low, we think. We think. Anyway, y'all, thank you for listening so far. If you have stuck with us. Keep sticking with us. If you see Lance Armstrong roaming the streets of Austin or anywhere else in Texas, 
Message us at textish underscore pod. If it's good enough, it's it's wild enough. We will read about it. We will share about it. Absolutely sure. If we'll you shout have you out. any hatred or negative feedback, same thing. Message us at textish underscore pod. If you have a not sponsor, if you have good feedback, if you're just having fun like we are when we're talking about these things. Message us at textish underscore pod. I really can't wait to read our first hate letter. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm about really it. stoked about it. Like I'm, I'm very. I'm giddy. I want to read our hate mail. I know. Isn't that a weird feeling? And not to make fun of people. No, absolutely I really not. want to read really it out loud it. and have a conversation about. Absolutely. Well, they make a good point. They make a good point, or maybe they don't. Or maybe they way, don't. But I'm we're not going to roast people. No, we will not. Well. Mm. Okay, send us your hate say, mail, send us the hate mail, and then and we'll I'll, figure I'll, I'll decide out on or not if you're if there's gonna, a, dude. Yeah. If there's an easy joke, I'm gonna make it. That's fair. Absolutely, I mean, Lance would. Lance would. Here's the thing: you gotta ask yourself, what, what would, would Lance, Lance do? do? Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all.